Yeah. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat, the show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. I am a clinical psychologist and neuropsychologist, and I'm in private practice. And I have also I'm also the parent, father of a an ADHD child. And now that we look at it a little more carefully, possibly two, plus I have a number of in-laws that are been diagnosed and treated uh, for ADHD. And uh, this is, we started this whole business with ADHD back before there was such a thing as ADHD. I don't know if you notice or know it, but ADHD was described in the medical literature in the 1780s, but it had all sorts of weird names. Uh, you know, the descriptions were right on, you know, but the, the titles, if you will, the diagnostic categories were just odd, shall we say. And now, let's see, as of 1987, we have ADHD. It's ADHD and nothing else. But there are more myths about ADHD than probably any other disorder, at least the ones I normally deal with. Okay, as a psychologist and a neuropsychologist, I get a lot of neurology, I get a lot of psychology, uh, but probably ADHD is the one that is the most misunderstood. And it's um, a little bit disheartening because myths you know, I mean, these are just falsehoods. These are just fairy tales uh, that aren't supported by research and uh, call into question a whole bunch of things. And so from time to time, I like to go over some of the myths. I'm not going to cover them all because they're just too darn many, but we'll start off with the first one. ADHD isn't real. It's not actually a thing. It's just an excuse for bad behavior. Uh, you hear this over and over, especially if you're the parent of a hyperactive kiddo. Um, you probably hear that. Oh, I don't know, from the neighbors, from other people that are in the PTA with you, all sorts of stuff. But they're wrong, okay? ADHD is a real no-kidding thing. We have all sorts of good neurologic data that support that there's a difference in the brains of ADHD people compared to neurotypical people. Okay, and they aren't things we made up. There are things that were actually researched and, and proven to be different. And the differences cause the problems in behavior that you see with ADHD. They cause the inability to control attention, the inability uh, to sustain attention, the uh, extremely poor working memory, all of these things are the result of uh, neurotransmitter deficits that cause the prefrontal cortex primarily, although there are other parts of the brain that are uh, affected, um, to be less efficient than it could be. Uh, and the prefrontal cortex is a really important part of your brain. That's uh, that does most of the, well, all the executive functions. And is a, you know, the first step in 
lots of other processes that are centered a little bit in different places in the brain. But um, we know that ADHDers have lower levels of, well, dopamine for one, which uh, is the one that makes you feel like you've done a good job, that you're satisfied with your work. It also helps you pay attention. And uh, norepinephrine is also another one. Um, but I'm not going to go list the whole, all of them, but uh, just suffice to say that it's a real thing. It can be measured by scientific assay, if you will, and uh, it causes real life uh, difficulties. Okay. Uh, that should answer the next one, the myth. Uh, well, the idea that accommodations, the you know, the extra things you get uh, in school for having ADHD are somehow an unfair advantage. No, they're not unfair. Basically, what it tries to do is get you uh, so you're competitive with kids who don't have ADHD, that you can... Um, well, that you have troubles getting things done as fast, that you have trouble staying focused, all those sorts of things. That's why you get extra time for tests, um, extra time for homework assignments, that kind of stuff. That's fair in the sense that it, it makes you, what it tries to do is compensate for the ADHD so it's, you don't have an unfair disadvantage. Okay, and that's a big deal. That's one of those things we, um, as parents of ADHD kids, you know, for God's sake, you know, that this is not, uh, we're not making this up, that we have some real problems here. <clears throat> uh, another big fake belief is that uh, people outgrow ADHD. Okay. Generally speaking, people do not outgrow ADHD. If they had it as kids, they've got it as adults. They may be better at hiding it, compensating for it, but they still got it. Okay? Uh, the only thing that diminishes somewhat is the most overt signs of hyperactivity. Those tend to be less obvious. Although if you've ever sat in my office for an afternoon doing intake interviews, you can tell the ADHD adults, they're the ones that have got some kind of jiggle going on, you know, and then they're jiggling their foot or uh, tapping their foot or, or doing something with their hands, but there's an extra little motor running somewhere. Okay, so they don't, you don't outgrow it. The other thing that is frequently thought that only, is that only boys get ADHD. Again, this is not so, but there is a difference between boys and girls with ADHD. The boys with ADHD tend to be hyperactive, so they get noticed. You know, they're the ones tipping over furniture and running through the halls at school and that sort of thing. Girls tend to be the inattentive type of ADHD. That is, they're just sitting there quietly, but their minds are on Mars or someplace, you know. They're thinking about unicorns and rainbows they're not paying attention. And they still have the same problems with staying focused that uh, the ADHD boys have. 
Okay, now, as the parent of a child with ADHD, I particularly object to this, that ADHD is caused by bad parenting. The nice doctor does not like it when people say that. Okay. The deal with ADHD is that it's flippin' genetic. It's inherited. It runs in families. Okay. If I have an ADHD kid in my office, the odds are pretty good that one of the two parents is also ADHD. Okay, that if you're familiar with this, the heritability index, that is the likelihood that the next generation is going to have it, or any individual in the next generation is going to have it, is 85%, which is incredibly high. Okay, that that's like almost, you're guaranteed. Okay, so it is not caused by bad parenting, it's caused by <laughs> bad genetics, if you want to put it that way, but... Uh, none of us have any control over that, uh, but it's a genetic, uh, it's a neurologic condition that's genetic and you inherited. Okay, you didn't have a choice. It's not because your mother ate too many candy bars during the pregnancy. Uh, it's not because you have smokers in the home. It's, uh, you know, none of these terrible uh, environmental things have anything to do with ADHD. I didn't, didn't cause it. And uh, I will tell you that uh, ADHDs are more sensitive to uh, spikes in blood sugar, you know, changes in uh, their blood sugar levels uh, that makes you wish you had never given them a candy bar. But um, that's not the same thing as being the cause. Okay, here's another one that is really, uh, I'd say, controversial. Okay, what we know is the most efficient treatment for ADHD is medication. The fastest and most efficient way of treating ADHD is with stimulant medication. Okay, now there are all kinds of beliefs about this that, you know, if you give a kid ADHD uh, stimulants, doesn't that mean they're going to be more likely to abuse drugs later on in life? No, it doesn't, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, if you treat your, you know, say you get lucky and you identify your child in the, in when they're seven or eight years old, by the time they get to the age where they might think about drugs, they've already got their ADHD under pretty good control. That makes them less likely to use drugs, to abuse drugs, even though they've got, you know, some stuff right in their little medicine chest, they are less likely to abuse it than somebody who, well, certainly than any of somebody who is not treated for ADHD. And we have to constantly uh, be aware of that because, uh... okay, some of the saddest cases I see are people who are in their 30s and for some reason, even if they were identified as ADHD, they were never treated. Okay, so they hit their 30s and they're 
having trouble sustaining relationships. They're having trouble sustaining employment. Uh, they're not satisfied with their lives. And uh, they come in and they're pretty depressed a lot of times. Few of them are angry, but that, uh, that's neither helpful or logical. But they're, they're not happy campers. Uh, of course, you know, even at this age, treating them improves things. Okay, an interesting thing that, that some research studies have, have indicated is that if you start your child, there are certain changes, you know, differences in the brains of ADHDers versus neurotypicals. So, uh, you know, some areas are just a tad smaller than, than in a neurotypical brain. And for uh, people who are on uh, stimulant medication, uh, those tendency, those differences tend to go away. So, I mean, I was pretty surprised at that actually, but uh, that, that's what the research says. And I kind of like to believe it because, uh, <laughs> well, like, you know, I, I read the studies, I know what kind of controls there are, and I know it's not just uh, something they picked up in the grocery store talking to the checkout counter or something. It's, they've got real proof. Uh, and uh, they've done the research and controlled for other possible uh, uh, things that might have affected the, the, their results. Okay, here's my uh, least favorite one. ADHDers are stupid and lazy and will never amount to anything. Wow. Okay, then so what do we know? Actually, we know that a large number of people with ADHD are overachievers. The Mike Phelps, the Mozarts, the Benjamin Franklins, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Steve Jobs, you know, just a huge number of people who succeeded in spite of their ADHD. And most likely it's because they're in situations that require that kind of unique problem solving that they seem to have, the ability to see unusual solutions to unusual problems. And boom. You were all of us wearing Apple watches and carrying iPhones in our pocket. Um, so, and the research does not suggest that ADHDers IQs are lower than any other group of people. And it doesn't suggest that they're any less, well, they are actually more creative than most people, certainly than a lot of neurotypical people. So that's a definitely not a valid conclusion to draw about ADHDers. They're every bit as smart, if not a little brighter. My particular ADHD child happens to have the highest IQ, uh, let's say, uh, compared to his siblings. I never compared him to his parents. That's <laughs> 
that's dangerous. But he, you know, he has the highest IQ of, of the kids, and they're all 120 plus people. So he, he's awfully high, you know, and you know, but he still, you know, he runs into problems because, you know, the whole staying focused, the whole uh, staying organized, the whole, you know, I mean, it's still he's 40 plus years old now, and he still. Uh, if he's visiting, it takes him two or three trips to get out of the house because he keeps forgetting stuff. Um, that's just one of those things. Fortunately, um, it doesn't affect his, his life that much. But <clears throat> the big thing with ADHDers is school. You know, school is <laughs> defined divided, not divided, to school is designed uh, to make life miserable for ADHD kids. It insists on all the things that they're not very good at, like sitting quietly for extended periods of time, uh, like getting projects done on time. I mean, and we actually have uh, Still, in this day and age, you know, um, teachers that grade more by did you get the homework in on time than by your test scores, which would suggest that it's more important that you be compliant than that you be, you learn anything. So, you know, I consider this to be a flawed way of looking at the educational system and a flawed way of looking at all your students out there. Uh, for you teachers. So, again, ADHD uh, does not mean you're dumb. It means you have problems applying the intelligence you have in a consistent way. That's all it means. And you have troubles with the school system because the school system values compliance above all else. You know, do what I told you, when I told you to do it, get it in when I told you to do it. Um, and, you know, those are things they have problems with. And that's, you know, that will go with them to whatever jobs they have. But if they get into a job that requires problem solving, you know, creativity, uh, and the environment is calm and relaxed, they will do great. So... That's that's my latest battle with the myths. Okay, and there, Lord knows, there are there are tons of them. I just saw another uh, article somewhere this week uh, listing fifteen myths. I just gave you seven and hinted at a couple more, but. Uh, you know, just seven, and but you know there are way more, and I will talk some more about those eventually. Uh, but for right now, that's what I got. And um, my website is terrygingrassphd.com. <clears throat> my um, well, you can you from there you can get on my list and get extra articles and things that I do. Uh, I'm um, also do some, I do 
do this, and I'm probably going to start at double the number of times I do uh, Facebook Lives, and I'm I'm doing two or three Instagrams a week too, at various times. And that one I haven't got down, so it's a pattern yet, but it, it will be pretty soon. And uh, we're also thinking about doing a podcast, so. I'll be busier and I'll be more available. And uh, if you guys uh, have any questions or would like me to talk about anything in particular, please uh, communicate that to me. Uh, you know, this works best if it's kind of a two-way street. Uh, and uh, you know, I can well, I can you know get meet your needs better if you let me know what they are. You know, instead of me guessing. Uh, you know, I mean, I can I can go a certain path with that because, you know, I've had an ADHD kid or two and I, you know, what's that's like. And, uh, but, um, you know, your situation may be a little different. Um, they don't come out cookie cutter style. Okay, we will catch you next week. Uh, please please communicate with me. I'd appreciate it. Thank you.